When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jones, Bowden, he's got it, England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. Now look back at the first day's play in the first test from Gaul, which... Well, with the scores, uh, Sri Lanka bowled out for 135, totally obliterated, largely, I suppose, you could say of their own doing, and then England just eight behind with eight wickets in hand, 127 for two at the end of the day. Simon, it looked to me like almost the, well, the Sri Lankans especially, waking up after Christmas Day, remembering they've got to go and play cricket and, and sort of forgetting their lines effectively, because it was one of the worst batting displays, I think I can remember watching a test match. Well, that's a good summation. Sri Lanka, absolutely awful today. They, they were terrible. Lack of application. They won the toss. First day of a goal test match. Your main job is to get some runs on the board. You know, By hook or by crook, get up to 250 in your first innings. Make sure you're in the game. And they did none of that. They frittered their wickets away. Nearly every wicket was was tossed aside. They'd had a bit of bad luck as well. There was one sweep shot that hit Bairstow at short leg and ballooned up nicely for Butler. There was a run out backing up as well. Not not a, you know, one of those when the bowler comes in and knocks the bails off. One of those when it was driven back and deflected onto the stump. So a couple of wickets went England's way. But Sri Lanka's approach, it, it, perhaps they didn't deserve that luck because it, 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 they, they were, their application just wasn't there at all. It was, it was all flirty, wafty, attacking shots on a day which needed a bit of discipline. And when England came out to bat, Bairstow and Root showed that discipline. Yeah, well, I mean, let's talk about England in a bit. But uh, because they were really impressive, especially with the bat. Well, especially Root and Bairstow anyway. But mm. what, what sort of concerns me about Sri Lanka is that, you know, cricketers always, or sportsmen actually, always talk about learning, you know, learning from their mistakes. And... I just look at the Sri Lankans and a number of those players who've been around for quite a long time now just don't seem to be learning. You know, they don't seem to have developed at all. I mean, if I take, for example, not that this wicket was particularly culpable. It was the first man to go down, Larry Mutiraman. But he's been around now. I looked it up. He made his test debut in 2011. And... So that's 10 years of test cricket, and he's still averaging 22. He seems to be one of those players who always goes on every tour that, he, that Sri Lanka make and never seems to improve. In fact, he seems to get worse. I mean, it was a fairly kind of nondescript dismissal, caught at Lake Gully, quite a good position, actually, for broad bowling around the wicket, left-hander. But I just think you know, it just shows the lack of other op- options that Sri Lanka have, the, the lack of choice. And, you know, it really depresses me because I, and we've mentioned this a few times on the podcast in the past, I've been to Sri Lanka a, a number of times. And I first went in 1979, before they were even a test-playing country. And I, I really got to know their players. And they had 
their their players, even before they were a fully qualified test nation, had beautiful, orthodox, conventional players who liked batting a long time, who played the long game. And if you look through the the sequence of, of great players they've produced since then, you know, the Wetamunis in the nineteen eighties, obviously Aravinda de Silva in the in the nineteen nineties, Kumar Sangakara and Mahela Jai Wardner, the two standouts from, from the two thousands. These are players and escorted by a number of others like Atapatu and, and many others, Gurusinga, they've all wanted to stay in the middle and just play, just bat and uh, you know, use the time, use the ability to grind down the, the opposition bowlers. We had Stuart Broad, didn't we, on our virtual cricket club and he said you know, his first test was in uh, Colombo in 2006 and he looked up at the, at the scoreboard as he started bowling on this very flat pitch and he looked up at Jai Wardner's stats as he came into bat and his highest scores were put on the screen and it was 290 and 280 and 270. And they're all made at the SSC ground in Colombo. And he was thinking, wow, this is going to be tough work. One for 96 on debut in Colombo, Stuart Broad. And I just I wonder what those old players are thinking. We've seen Jai Wardner and um, Sangakara on the TV coverage looking a bit sad. And I, I think, you know... I think we're looking at the almost kind of collapse of Sri Lanka as a test playing nation because I don't see how they can sustain test matches playing like this with the resources they've got, with the lack of finance and with the lack of attitude, with the, with the attitude which says I'm not really interested in batting a long time. Yeah, a terrible advertisement for Sri Lankan Test cricket. Just actually, just looking at Tiramani, you mentioned he made his debut in, in two thousand and eleven. You're right; he's played a, a Test match every year since two thousand and eleven, apart from in two thousand eighteen, and apart from in twenty twenty when Sri Lanka didn't play a Test match anyway because of the, the COVID situation. So you're you're right; he's a player who's been around for a long time, until in and out, in and out the whole time. He was in today, I suppose, primarily because um, Karen Ratney picked up a, a finger injury yesterday, the captain. So that was the, that was a big loss to them. No, no Karen Aratney, uh, their, their captain, and one of their main players out of the game. I mean, so many poor shots. I mean, Tiramani's shot is a, is a good point, actually. So it does, in, in a way, encapsulate the day because, OK, Broad, you know, he, he, he set the trap. But surely as a batsman, you must be aware of the man just around the corner. I mean, it didn't take long. He just nudged it around the corner in the air. You know, normally, of course, it would have been a, a single to fine leg. That's how you know, most, most batsmen would see it. But you surely you have to take a bit more care in a situation like that. It did sort of encapsulate the day. And, and another, another dismissal that summed up their day as well was the Dick Weller dismissal. I mean, it was a horrendous ball from Dominic Best. I mean, he was actually too embarrassed to celebrate. It was a huge long hop. It was the sort of wicket, sort of ball that takes a wicket in a third eleven club match, and you know, and someone someone's eyes light up and they smack it straight to mid wicket or to backward point or cover or whatever, and he hits it to, to Sibley. And or, or everyone was almost too embarrassed to celebrate because you you should not be taking wickets in a Test match like that. I mean, Dom Best perfectly grateful for it but yeah quite a sobering day you know of course you know we don't quite know how this series is going to pan out who knows Sri Lanka come out tomorrow bowling the night get a lead whatever it, it, it seems unlikely to me I think the die has been cast in this test match they you know to, to salvage a game from this situation would be uh, remarkable especially the way Root and Best have, have played so you know you know they they just have to show more application in the second innings. It's, it's not, I don't think it's that England bowled that well either. I think that's that's the disappointing thing as far as Sri Lanka are concerned. I think Broad bowled 
particularly well at the start. But you know, generally, I don't think England spinners were that good. I mean, Don Bess, a fifer today. I mean, it was an incredible fifer, really. I mean, how you bag a fifer like that? I mean, you sort of, it's one of those days when you think, yeah, the force is with me today. Not, not because I'm bowling particularly well, but just because everything is going well. I mean, you might have had days like that in your career where you didn't necessarily bowl particularly well, but the batsman kept, you know, hitting it straight to fielders or, or whatever, or you know, hitting bad balls to deep back with square leg. It was that sort of day for Dominic Best today. Yeah, definitely. I, I remember taking plenty of wickets with balls that that he bowled at long ops, which should have been put away. And it is just your day sometimes. I, what I look at with Don Best is I, I look at a bowler who's still trying to find his method, actually. And I, when I say method, I actually mean his action. And uh, there, there's a lot of... Uh, sort of issues with his bowling action I think his run-up is very stuttery it doesn't really flow and the, the main problem he's had sort of at this level is that he doesn't his arm is or, or was slightly beyond the vertical so it was coming from sort of 11 o'clock rather than 12 o'clock and the best spinners actually have a slightly more round arm uh, delivery because then they can get the ball to drift away we've had Graham Swan talking about this haven't we on the virtual cricket club yeah. if you can bowl an outswinger you're more likely to be a better spinner or in, in a, if you're a left arm an inswinger because you're creating uh, um, angles the ball is drifting away from the right hander as an off spinner if it's got that little bit of outswing and then spinning back in and that makes it much harder to play and Dominic Best because of his action being slightly beyond the vertical he doesn't get that drift away from the right-hander. But what I see him doing in this game, he's trying to correct that. I, I think his arm is perhaps a fraction higher than it was before anyway. And he, he, you know, but he's learning at test level. And he's trying to get that drift away from the right-hander. He's trying to push it up to the bat. And finding that he's bowling full tosses and, and, and sort of half volleys. Because he hasn't quite got that technique right yet. And then you, you overcompensate. When you see yourself bowling a few full balls, which are a bit too easy to play, you then think, oh, you know, I'm putting too much into it. So you stop your action, and that's when you bowl your long hops. So it, he is very much a work in progress, and I sort of sympathise slightly because, you know, he's only played 47 first-class games, and he's only taken 129 wickets. And, you know, the, the great spinners, or even the, the, the very good spinners in Test cricket, have normally played probably 100 games plus, maybe even 150 games. I think Swan, Graham Swan himself, had played something like 150 or 160 first-class games before he played Test cricket. And, you know, he's just very, very inexperienced and he's still trying to find his way. Jack Leach, steady bowler. We've said this before. England County, England County teams would have had half a dozen bowlers like that around the counties in the last 25, 30 years. Uh, so he's not special. He's steady, and he showed that today. And and he has got a, a better action. He's got more round arm, uh, in rather than right over the top, and that which means he does get the drift into the the right-handed batsman, and then tries to spin it away. And the best example of that was the the Sri Lankan left arm spinner who got the two wickets today, Lassie Thembledenya, who has a lovely. You know, he reminds me a bit of Rangana Harath actually. Very sort of. Simple technique, barely a run-up, very nice action, slightly round from the vertical, so he gets the ball to drift in, and that one that got Dominic Sibley out was a perfect example of, of why that's effective, because he got the drift in, and then that bit of spin away, which caused 
Sibley to play slightly across the line, and that's why it got the edge. Yeah, and Modena was was impressive. He he thought he had Root as well because Root was given out LBW. I think Root thought it pitched outside leg stump. I think that's possibly why he reviewed it. He was struck on the back leg quite high, but he was right back in his crease. I think a lot of people were surprised to see it going over. I thought when I saw it, I thought probably all there isn't a height issue. Possibly umpire's call. Of course, he'd been given out, but it was going fractionally over the top. Mickey Arthur, the cameras focused on the Sri Lanka coach today, mainly, I think, because you, you know with Mickey Arthur, you, you get quite good theatre because he does react. He's not one of those coaches. He's not like uh, Duncan Fletcher who, who sits there you know, you, and you wouldn't know what he was thinking. Mickey Arthur, you know exactly what he's thinking most of the time uh, you know, when something goes on on the field and there were you know, some real moments of frustration today and that, that was one of them. And it, 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 I mean, you, you talk about... Uh, what a player is thinking. I wonder what Mickey Arthur is, is thinking after a, a day's play like that. It was a tough tour of uh, South Africa for Sri Lanka. Uh, you know, lots of injuries and ultimately well beaten in, in, in both games. And unless they can produce something spectacular from here, that you know, it looks as if they're going to be well beaten in, in this match as well. England got the prospect of um, you know, minimum from here, minimum 100 run lead. Uh, on a pitch that's offering something for the spinners, it's, you know, it's not it's not that straightforward. Uh, England, of course, looking for two hundred, they possibly can. A lot will depend on on Bester and Root. I mean, one thing I would say is I think things, you know, on this pitch without you know players who haven't had a lot of cricket, things could happen quite quickly. Uh, I don't I don't see it as necessarily the the strongest England batting lineup uh, to come. That's why that partnership between Bester and Root was was so important and it was very impressive as well because that you know there is some spin there and you mentioned Embledenia and there's Pereira as well who's a very useful off-break bowler you know with a decent test record 150 odd wickets in in 40 games you know and it was challenging especially early on so that's going to I think going to be the challenge for the new man I think you can see it's one of those games it's not easy to to get in but of course, once you you know once you get in, you show a bit of patience and judiciousness, then you you can score. Because what Sri Lanka didn't do, they didn't show any of that uh, judiciousness at all. It was you know not not quite a shot a ball, but it was just so casual and just they just did not have that sort of test match mentality. Which you know you, I think you know you, they they must know that playing at home, playing at Gaul in their conditions, they must know you need that, especially after winning the toss. I think that that is what's so frustrating for for Mickey Arthur and and you know the the Sri Lankan hierarchy really. Mm. Mickey Arthur's the uh, a sort of coaching masochist, isn't he? He seems to take <laughs> on all these unbelievably difficult challenges, uh, and he's still smiling at the end of it, which is which is remarkable. A fantastic character. Uh, you he wasn't smiling to... all the time today, y'all. No, he, he, smiling I know, all the he was covering his hand, head in his hands some <laughs> of the times. I know, but sort of smiling ruefully uh, at the end of the day. Uh, Johnny Bairstow and, and Joe Root, are, a real example of how to build an innings in these conditions, and. Joe Root said on our virtual cricket club, didn't he, about learning from, in fact, he said, learning from watching players like Mahela Jai Wardner and Kane Williamson and how they trust their defence. They're not worried about dot balls. It doesn't matter. The modern player thinks, oh, dot balls are, you know, a black mark. But it's not. A dot ball in test cricket is is perfectly fine. You know, you just, it's almost puts the emphasis back on the bowler. It's exhausting the bowler's stamina, dot ball after dot ball, making them feel less and less confident, you know, draining their resolve. So dot balls are vital for batsmen in test cricket to get the pace of the pitch, to to get their own sort of mindset going, to just understand the tempo of the game and, 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 and control that to, a, a, to an extent. 
and and just basically kind of eradicate any hope from the bowling team. And that 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 was exemplary from Root and Bearstow. The way they they chose that they knew each of them knew their shots. So Root looked to play back most of the time, looked to hit off the back foot, off the off spinner against the spin. And the the leg spinner and the left armour, he, he looked to sweep. He wasn't inter- interested in driving. He knew the, the danger of getting an outside edge if he tried to drive the ball when it was spinning away. So if it was full, he looked to sweep and hit the ball powerfully, sort of slog sweep, but along the ground. It was, it was disappointing to see Zach Crawley's shot option. You know, so early in the innings, you know, he, he's covered himself in, himself in glory in the, in the summer, but... That was just uh, inexperience, wasn't it? A guy who hasn't played that much and hasn't probably been around the, the, these environments so much, hasn't had spin to face early in innings and with men around the bat and so on. And it, it was a shame. But I, I guess as a, a an intelligent lad, he'll, he'll learn from that mistake and watch the way Bearstow and Root constructed their innings. Yeah, Zach Crawley tried to take Embledenia on down the ground, miscued it, went high out towards uh, deepish mid-off and Hasaranga took the catch. What about Dan Lawrence today? His first day in Test cricket, you, you, you look at the scorebook and there's, you know, Dan Lawrence's name isn't on it. and He didn't bat, uh, he fielded and he didn't take a catch, but he, he did drop a catch of Chandimal um, when Chandimal was on 22. And it, it fell to the time quite a significant moment because... Uh, Chandimal and Matthews built that 50 partnership. And you think, well, OK, here we go. Sri Lanka, you know, getting back in the game. They're, they're, they are doing the hard work. And Lawrence must have been thinking, oh, I've dropped that catch. It's always horrible dropping a catch, especially a catch as straightforward as that. It was a miscue by Chandimal straight to extra cover. It was it was one of those, you know, you'd, you'd catch, you'd hope to catch, you know, 50 times out of 50. Uh, yours, you'd have caught it one-handed, you know, with your sunglasses on. Uh, it, 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 it was that straightforward. And then, of course... Later on, he had the experience of waiting to bat. You know, so it must have been a lot of nervous energy for, for Dan Lawrence today. He you know, waited a long time to bat and then in the end didn't. So it was a strange old days test cricket after getting his cap this morning. Mm. And you do want to get into it early, don't you? I, I, the, the sympathetic captains giving a, a player a test cap or a, a county cap try and get them involved in the game as early as they can, if it's possible. It wasn't really. Unfortunately, Lawrence could have had a bowl actually, mm. but he wasn't required, was he? Uh, he's actually quite a handy bowler. I've seen his off spin, and he turns the ball a lot. So England have a useful extra member of the attack there if they need it. But obviously, the Sri Lankans didn't last long enough to, to require it. So yeah, you do want to start your Test career with some bit of work that is a contribution to the team effort, even if it's not a, a bit of batting or a bit of bowling. So disappointing for him. One other little thought, uh, I suppose, uh, about the game. Nobody in the ground, and yet the play was held up after an over for someone walking behind the sight screen or something. To one do with ball, the yours screen. after one ball. It's incredible. It happened after one ball and then again. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's astonishing. It's 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 and it's so frustrating. I mean, the one thing you would say we did get all the overs in because we had so much spin today. The over eight ultimately was was quite good, but at one stage I think it was like nine overs in the first hour. It was, it was a bit like that series played in the nineteen eighties, India against England, when Keith Fletcher was captain of England and Sonny Gavaskar was captain of of India, and they slowed the game down and they were almost like tit for tat. Who who could bowl the overs slow? It was almost that sort of over eight at, at one stage. But fortunately, the game picked up pace and you know so much happened today as well. But 
yeah, it's it's bizarre. I think they I think the problem was they didn't have a sheet big enough to cover the the advertisement that goes behind the the bowler, and of course you know is unveiled just in case it catches on the on the television as, as a part of sort of advertising. Um, you you'd think, wouldn't you? You'd think that thinking about the sort of planning that's gone into this tour, the things that you know the sort of COVID regulations. You'd think someone would have a big enough sheet to cover up an advert so we could actually play the sport that everyone has sort of you know sacrificed a lot to actually play in the first place. But there we go, Yoz. It's Test cricket. What more do we expect? We've become so used to it over the years, these sorts of frustrating things. But, I mean, ultimately, there was you know plenty of action and, and plenty of incident as well. And also we saw the trophy, which has to be the most dramatic Test match trophy for the shortest series ever played, in two tests on the same ground. And they've got the Moose trophy with its antlers and so on. What, what, what do you know about that? Uh, well, all I know is that um, the, the Moose uh, is, a, is a clothing company in Sri Lanka who, who are sponsoring it. But yeah, the, Mo- the Moose Trophy, we've, we've come back from Sri Lanka and we've won the Moose Trophy. It's not, it doesn't we've, quite we've sound moose. like the ashes. Looks like we're going to Moose <laughs> Sri Lanka, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, and how is it commentating uh, in a studio thousands of miles away from the ground? Uh, not too bad. Not too bad at all, really. Uh, we've had some practice doing it over the years with uh, with white ball cricket t20 cricket actually uh, sort of built up a sense of, sort of camaraderie today you know with, with people in various locations it's not, it doesn't beat that you know being there of course you want to be there and get the whole experience of, of, of being at the ground and you know also just those little stories you pick up as well uh, that that help the, the commentary that sort of feed into the commentary um, but yeah, the great thing is that we're able just to bring the commentary to everyone on, on Test Match Special. So yeah, it was, it was an in- interesting day. I mean, certainly plenty to talk about. If it had been a, you know, two sixty for two day, um, then it might have been a bit harder. But actually, it was what was it in the end? It was about a two fifty for twelve day. So a lot going on, a, a lot to talk about, and plenty of incident. So remote commentary is not the future, then. Well, who knows? <laughs> I suppose it depends on the people who. Who pay the bills, doesn't it? Really, uh, you know, going on tours and things like that, and uh, you know, it costs a lot of money for for various companies to put tours on. So, who knows? It depends. It depends on those people who who hold the purse strings. But there's nothing like being at the ground, you know, to that full experience. And I, I think spectators, uh, listeners, uh, appreciate that as well. The idea, you know, the, the feeling of you being at the ground to give give you the the full experience, but we can't be there. Uh, no journalists allowed in. This is the, uh, the the next best thing. Well, talking of remote conversations, uh, that's uh, a segue into what we've got on tonight, Thursday night. Uh, we have Andrew Strauss in the Virtual Cricket Club all the way from Barbados, uh, and you can join us with Andrew Strauss to ask direct questions. There's also some memorabilia to win if you go to worldsbestcricketclub.com, it's £6 a month to join, but we've got Strauss this week. I'm talking to Ian Botham about a wine tasting that we're going to do on the Virtual Cricket Club in the next couple of weeks. We're also going to do a women's cricket special with the England women en route to New Zealand for their matches as well. So lots coming up in the Virtual Cricket Club. If you're listening to this podcast after 7pm on Thursday, you can watch the Andrew Strauss interview on Catch Up. I'll post a link later but you have to join the club first to get the link and the club is worldsbestcricketclub.com Simon and I will be interviewing Andrew Strauss along with the members who will be asking their direct questions as well tonight at 7pm in the virtual cricket club so I hope you can join us then and we'll be back tomorrow to review the second day of this test match
Thanks for listening. Goodbye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.